Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. That's right. Someone asked me if I could do a more relaxing intro. Oh, really? Who's yeah, that? I don't. I can't remember now, but it stuck with me. I'm Ollie Davis. Welcome to Ollie Davis's Deep Bath, and I'm joined by Lou Gowen. Hello, Squaff Nation. Holy hello, hello moly! Hello to you. Oh, everyone probably. Put the volume down <laughs> for the start of the show. And they were putting the volume way up because they were like, I can't hear what Ollie's oh, saying. Yeah. The usually really loud, shouty Oliver Davis, whose laptop is not muted. Um, I've had to turn the volume up and then I've got and blown their earbuds out. Yeah, nice one. Just add it to the litany of sound issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a fun old week, hasn't it? <coughs> um, with our potential, I say potential sound issues, our actual sound issues. But we are working on them, folks. We're looking to improve them and improve your audio way of life. Yeah. We, we think today should sound better than the last week, last week's worth of episodes. Mm. We are hopeful anyway. Uh, we've had our sound guy in looking at it. So, fingers crossed. Uh, have you recovered from the Royal Rumble? Yes. Uh, well, no, actually. I, I go through periods of being like, this is a normal Tuesday. And then I crash hard and have no energy and want to get in a bath. <laughs> the, the warm water hug yes. is what I desire. Oh, a lovely mm. warm water hug. Um, do you slept through your alarms this morning as well? I slept through, well, <laughs> when I say alarms, I actually mean a light that slowly simulates the appeal of sunrise over a half hour period. So I'm not surprised I slept through it. Mm. Usually it wakes me up. Yeah, but not today. Not today. Not today. I mean, you look like you want to just dive right into the show. Well, that's what we <laughs> said we were going to do. I, I, was, I keep thinking I'm not going to say any more. You said it was a three-minute intro. I you've got, you've still for, figuring it out. You've gone for like 90 seconds. I was trying to get another 90 out of you. Well, but, you know, one of the bits of feedback, <laughs> folks, was that people want to get straight into the episode, not hear about our weekends, <laughs> listen to the interesting stuff first. I imagine, like, if I was a punter, 
I just want to hear Luke and Ollie talk about Edge, then everything else. But I want to hear about Edge first. I'm always going to bring up that email we got in that was just like, hey, I love the intros and outros. I actually get bored when you talk about the wrestling. It will, all, it will have <laughs> the normal stuff that's not wrestling focused at the end. So let's dive into the show because there was a major heel turn on Edge and we're going to dive into that right now. Here is the show. Genuinely, an all-time great segment to main event Monday's episode of Raw. Yep. And it was, oh, so great. So, so great. Yesterday on our Royal Rumble review, I think I said, man. You I'm did. Kind of, I'm kind of sad about this because. Yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it down. I'm kind of sad about this because I want to see Edge versus AJ. I want to see Edge versus Seth. I want to see Edge versus Alistair Black. I want to see all these sort of dream matchups. I don't want to see Edge versus Randy Orton because you know what this isn't? It's not 2006 anymore even though we did get Rey Mysterio versus MVP on this episode. And yet, when this finished, I was like, man, I don't think there's a match I'm more excited for at Saudi Arabia than, <laughs> than Edge versus Orton. <laughs> don't say that, Luke. <laughs> uh, it, it really was, from top to bottom, a amazing piece of wrestling storytelling. Uh, it had everything. It had the realism. It had the dramatic moment. It had something genuine mm -hmm. anchoring it all, which is the real-life return of Edge, and Randy is pleased to see him back. Yeah. And that's what they use to sucker you in, to believe in this reality, and then seamlessly transitioned into wrestling storytelling. It's a wrestling angle, and they it just... It, elevated all the emotions I would have felt because of it. And it was so brilliantly done because it was like, it, it, so Edge came down and cut this great promo, then Randy comes down and he cuts a great promo back. And as you say, it feels this genuine, brilliant friendship between us. And he was talking about rated RKO and like, hey, let's do a rated RKO reunion and we'll be a tag team again. Crowd are so into this. Instantly it's heel turn. Yeah. It wasn't like a drawn out thing where the crowd could then see the heel turn coming. This was like, we are we are friends and baby No, I'm a heel. Yeah. And it was, it really came, and I would have been shocked had you not spoiled it for me. <laughs> I was so excited to talk about it. I pretty much just said, hey Luke, have you seen the Edge and Randy Orton heel turn thing? And you're like, I am halfway through the show. I was like, I'm currently watching Liv Morgan and Lana. Oh, and you're I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was just, it was so good. Even knowing that the heel turn was coming, it was executed flawlessly. And Edge executed. There it was. And uh, I thought Randy was amazing in his post heel turn work. I thought Edge's selling of the RKO, where he was like, Oh. He was like moving his fingers to try and feel his, the rest of his body. They always say like if you bang the back of your head, you think you're concussed. You like try and count your fingers to like make mm. sure that you're all like all your capabilities still there. You haven't broken anything uh, or damaged anything. And that's what he was doing. He was there like like you know touching his fingers to make sure that he was okay. And the camera focused on it a little bit. I thought the selling of by both guys was just exceptional. He was making these noises as well. I don't really associate with male wrestling selling. He was kind of going, oh, 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 
and it just made me more worried. And the, honestly, I have not seen a WWE angle connect emotionally like this with the crowd since, I mean, I don't want to, I can't count Roman Reigns and leukemia or Daniel Bryan retiring or Edge retiring because those are real things. Totally real. They're not, it's not the same thing. This yeah. is a wrestling storyline. Having people in the audience with that, like this, shouting, no! Yeah, like I, I, I do I don't it. At, want this. Yeah, I do that at independent wrestling shows because you know you get really uh, invested in the characters there. But WWE have done their best to flatten out a lot of that sort of stuff. I don't know. We were saying that at the end of the Women's Royal Rumble when it looked like Charlotte was going to win, mm. we were going, "No, yeah. no, no!" Yeah, there is that. And they got their. Yeah, that was totally their desired intent. <laughs> and the, the the best. I was thinking, God, this is one of the best uh, angles in years. You know what? What am I talking about? Um, uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Festival Jericho, of Festival of Friendship. S someone has just said that in the comments there. <coughs> also, um, the Mark Henry retirement. Yes. Okay. So those. That's how good this was. It's on that level. I can't pick between those three, yeah. but those are like the three best uh, segments of Raw of the last ten years, yeah. right? Um, I, you get like the Batista return. I was thinking oh, when he attacked Ric Flair. <laughs> that was only last February, right? Yeah. Yeah. But. That was just cool. You know, that was just like, oh my God, this is so cool. This, I was hook, line and sinker. Emotional. No, Randy. Yeah. And why this was, so Edge comes out, they built this main event all through the night being like, here's all the reasons he had to retire. <laughs> yeah. Which was just highlight clips of him hitting the spear off of the ladder at WrestleMania in 2001. Yeah, they're kind of like sort of like his career sort of mm. highlight moments, which was, yeah, the, the spear off the ladder at WrestleMania X7 and winning the tag titles with Christian. Uh, winning the title from Cena for the first time in 2006 and the Royal Rumble win. The only thing they could have done to have improved that was to have had the rated RKO like yeah. tag title win. To be like, and here is what another f facet of this was this team that was quite beloved at the time. Like they were, like I was rooting for mm. them to kick the crap out of DX because <laughs> I hated them yeah. so much. Um, so I think like if you'd have had that, we really would have set this up further. But you had that in the Rumble. Like, uh, the, yeah. Rumble the Rumble set up the rated RKO stuff. I wouldn't change a thing about this. Mm -hmm. Just from, you put those clips in there, maybe it's too much. You know, I get the argument for, for, for foreshadowing on paper. Yeah. But yeah, but I guess it was a big highlight thing at the time. Anyway. Yeah, as I said, they did the foreshadowing in the Rumble. They play these throughout the night. So it'd be curious to see the third hour ratings eventually. Mm -hmm. uh, typically, a seg the hour that drops is the lowest watched of the three. Potentially, this could be the most watched. I would say it won't just because people switch off. Uh, but Edge comes out, amazing promo. He looks awesome. So Old good. man Logan beard. I fancy Edge so much. <laughs> like he is, he's just this sexy Viking man. He does look like he's come out the sea. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Salty. Yeah, he does. Like yeah. That's where he's been living for the last <laughs> 10 years. He's been living underwater. He's like a cool Aquaman. Yeah. yeah. Aquaman's edgy cousin. <laughs> edgy. Edgy. <laughs> Didn't even mean it. Uh, and he just cuts a very genuine promo. He, th th you deserve it chant. And he just goes, yeah. damn right I deserve it. Yeah. And how he structured the whole promo around what if. This question that he kept asking himself, which drove him to get healthy again, get back in a physical shape where he can wrestle. And that involved having a second neck surgery, getting in the best shape of his life. Going to Pittsburgh, which he denied. <laughs> and uh, he sort of teases a few names for the future. Uh, I wrote down Orton, obviously, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles. Mm. 
Matt Riddle. I know, what a weird one to put in there. Yeah. Seeing that Meltzer was saying that, it, yeah, it was to teach Riddle a lesson. Oh, was it really? Is that the getting case? Getting eliminated by Corbin. Mm. Someone messaged me actually today. <coughs> Do you think it's going to affect them in the um, uh, the, the Broza weights in the Dusty Classic? And I was like, no, NXT is such a different universe. Yeah. It'll be fine there. Um, so, so that, and that's when Randy Orton comes out, and it's he just goes straight over to him and hugs him yeah. before he even says a word, and it was just. Lovely. Edge's edge like nearly burst into tears at just him and Randy being the same. Like Randy looked like he was close to tears, and Randy was like, "Look, I've got this self-destructive personality, particularly in my younger years, uh, and I would do a lot of bad things, but there was always one guy to be that helping helping hand that I needed on the road and and pull me back out of that mm. hole, and that was you. You talk about these what ifs. What if at a rated RKO reunion, the crowd erupt into these yes chants? And that's why I say it was so perfectly timed, because they didn't wait for those yes chants to die down. He just hit him with that RKO. Mm. And just the, so made the crowd go, yeah, <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, it was so great. And it, it, it was from out of nowhere. Yeah, it really it, was. Even though it was very, very obvious. Yep. The, and that was the moment when he said, let's get the team back together. I thought, okay, so that's the story they're going to tell. You know, my, that's just the way my mind was going. We're going to have a, a month or two of them working together. Then Randy, oh my God, Randy, no! That's what we were fancy booking yeah. at, uh, during the Rumble live stream. We were like, you could do rated RKO versus the OC uh, at the uh, Elimination Chamber. Uh, and then you could have built to Edge versus AJ at a thingy. But like, I, someone did post the question. I was, I was wondering if this we would mm. get to as well. Do you think this has been forwarded because of AJ's injury? Potentially, potentially. Um, I think they could have made either work. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but that's that's a very real possibility. AJ Styles apparently looking like he will be good for WrestleMania, but it's going to be close because yeah. a separated shoulder ain't no concussion. He <laughs> 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 can just seemingly come back from sometimes yep. uh, or be out for half a year. So, but and Brian Alvarez really went to bat for that self-destructive personality line mm. because when Randy says it, it seems just it's like a. It's just like a throwaway line. Yeah. But when you look at the whole angle in retrospect, you're like, he was setting it up there. Oh yeah, he was. And really that. genius. Uh, and That's really good. So what is so good about this? And Edge is fantastic, but I, I, I'm, I'm just, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> in 2020, Edge returned on on Sunday night. There's this angle. And I'm the most into Randy Orton. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying I'm not into Edge, yeah. but Randy Orton's performance here was just on another level. He 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 hits the RKO, then he gets a chair, hits the neck of Edge. It was the back, uh, but every, everyone still reacted big to it. No problem there. And then he that Edge is doing the selling of the the, the hand thing. And he puts the chair round Edge's neck in the Pillmanized position. And the crowd are like just yelling, no, don't do it, stop. Randy's getting up to the second rope. But he's second guessing himself. Yeah. And I'm like, what an interesting way to take this story. Because even Randy thinks he's going too far here. But this, this hatred inside him, he's wrestling with his own demons. And he stops. He gets down off the second rope and he walks away. I'm like, oh, this is compelling. But that wasn't what was happening at all. He wasn't having a debate with his good side. He was talking to the demons, the voices in his head 
of a way we could make this worse. Mm -hmm. And the way he found it to be worse is get another chair and hit the, the one man concerto on Edge, a move that Edge made famous with it. Christian back in the day. Just, just poetically perfect. But it wasn't just like, you know, it was the, the concerto was him and Christian's move. But when he went solo, he would do the yeah, one man yeah, yeah. concerto. Like that was his, his big heel move is to do the one man concerto. So for Randy to be like, yeah, I could pilmanize the neck, but oh, wouldn't it be, be so satisfying to have hit him with a one-man concerto and put this some bitch back on the shelf? I, I thought it was, and the acting from Orton. There have been so many people messaging being like, I don't think Randy wanted to do that angle. I think he felt really uncomfortable doing <laughs> that angle. And I'm like, no, that's just how good Randy yeah, is yeah, at, yeah. at selling this. It's he is so good, and it's easy to forget because. He's only good when he's motivated. But re-signing with WWE might be one of the best things he's ever done because he was having a really good... Like, he's been consistently one of the be better or best things in WWE since. Mm. Yeah. Had that AJ storyline, uh, whatever that was with Drew. Whatever that was with Ricochet. <laughs> but now, now he's like, this is main event yeah. level. This is fantastic. Really, really great stuff. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mm -hmm. 
So we'll get into your thoughts and super chats very shortly. But first, thanks to our $25 a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon, where they'll be getting... Royal Rumble 2001. And you're actually going to get it this time because we finished recording it. Uh, and once we've finished uh, doing this, I'm going to go and do the edit on the podcast. So it might even be up today. If not, it'll be up tomorrow morning. Uh, so thank you, tantalising Travis Mangletoe. Oh, Whoa. good. Lovely stuff. Today's Tom Sawyer. Mean, mean prize. Whoa, yeah. The Dijon Mustard. Dijon Mustard. Butter me up, Soren Nord. Oh, butter me up. On this day, Jeffrey Edgecombe. Oh, you gotta do it, you gotta do it properly. Oh, sorry, I didn't even realize. On this day, <laughs> Edgecombe. <laughs> Just sounds. Yeah. I mean, I come. When Edgecombe's out. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Re- oh, really? Oh, I'm really glad. glad. Yeah, yeah, really glad. Uh, the Tank Engine, Thomas Hignett. Whoa, thank you, Thomas. John. Mistler, Mistler, Jenkinson, Jenkinson. I don't know. John, Mister. Oh, right, it's Mister Anderson. John, Mister Jenkinson, Jenkinson. There it is. Whoa. The perfect storm. Noah Trombley. Thank you, Noah. Rebel without a crew. Robert Rodriguez. Nice. Hallomania, Patrick Hall. Yeah, and it's pronounced like methamphetamines. Seth Amphetamines. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you all. Um, let's get into your soot, soot, soot super chats to see what you guys thought. Kevin says, Randy told this story so well, I want to hate him. Yeah, absolutely perfect. It's, and it is like, I kind of do hate him mm-hmm. on a character level. And that's uh, like I always I tend to hate WWE, yeah, rather than the actual characters, which is how it's meant to work. Yeah, I don't hate Marvel. I hate <laughs> Thanos. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just we, we always said as well that Randy is better when he's a heel. Like, yeah, I, I, I do quite like him as a babyface, but when Randy and Randy prefers working as a heel, so I think we're gonna get some really, really great stuff from him. We might even get the long teased. Fat Randy. <laughs> Randy has gone on record and said, I wish I could let myself go mm. because I love eating cake yeah. and uh, as a baby face, you kind of have to be in a certain style of shape. Uh, but what at least he does for his mm. sort of appeal. So now he could eat all that cake? Can he eat all that cake, mate? <laughs> Justin Vetter. Randy, or Vetter. Randy's showing the guys at the back how to be a proper bad guy. So good. Sad that AJ got injured, but I don't mind this Orton Edge feud. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's, I don't think it's a case of Randy showing up the rest of the locker room because there's a lot of guys back there who, who can do this yeah. and would have done it just as well. But it's WWE not letting them have that opportunity. Uh, I think you missed one as well from Jobber JJ. Said so uh, Edge segment was awesome with a cherry on top. Oh, the puns are coming thick and fast. Uh, Sabrune eighty nine, brilliant bit of, bit of storytelling from both men. A little bit of the storytelling. <laughs> Dina Sisse, where the hell were the Edge heads? So this is the one bit of criticism that is valid that I've seen for this. Why didn't Why didn't come? anyone come out to help? Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair enough. And it is. That yeah. is a problem. For a second, I thought you were going to say the one bit of criticism that has been labelled against is like, Zack Ryder did not show up to save him. There was no Kurt Hawkins <laughs> in this segment. I can't get invested. No, but you know, like sometimes stuff is so good 
So yeah, the, that, I mean that's that's a significant problem as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if the whole locker room were like, oh, I'm so glad Edge is back, yeah, I'm like, well, where were you for this? Yeah. But it's I enjoyed it so much. I it, I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, Mike Davis said, Edge looks <laughs> like he took his role in Vikings seriously, and it is awesome. Sea Vikings. Yeah. Uh, Brian uh, Hoyt, uh, I believe it was, uh, said, definitely Vince McMahon. Uh, you can tell that, definitely can tell that promo wasn't scripted. No way. That's why it was great. I mean, they, yeah, they would have had bullet points, but those two guys are good enough to go out there. Mm. Uh, and Nate Drop's surname said, uh, take a shot every time they showed the Edge pop-up from the Rumble. <laughs> so glad Motivated Heel Randy showed up. He's so great. Super excited for Edge's return. Definitely. They were really hammering. Like they, were, they wanted you to stick around for hour three to, to watch mm. Edge's return and that Randy angle. Uh, Myron Speed, we'll just do two more before we get on with the rest of the show. Unscripted Edge said wrestler's riddle call was him. The wrestler's riddle call was him. Uh, maybe... Edge said that when he mentioned Riddle in the promo, that was up to him. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting uh, that Edge sees value in, in Matt Riddle, where Vince McMahon think it's it's better to punish him. Mm -hmm. uh, and Joe Libro, do you think they should do the Triple H versus Orton storyline? Well, Orton takes uh, everyone close to Edge. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like Ryder and Hawkins and bring the pump back. Uh, I would definitely like to see the pump back. Yeah. It's just, it's just a, such a good heel move. And it works well because of the neck issues mm. for, for Reg, so I think that'd be quite nice. Particularly like you set that up for WrestleMania and that he's going to finally do it. Edge gets up and hits the spear for the win. Yeah, but I, d I don't want to see... This is good enough to just have the two guys go at each other. You don't need to add in family and this person. I, and I really... And I, I am being very serious here when I say <coughs> this. I'm pretty sure when people say they want Hawkins and Ryder involved with Edge's stuff <laughs> as a joke, I don't think anyone is seriously saying they're going like, this storyline would be so much better if the Edge heads were involved. Dan is one of them. I mean, I know, I know Dan, Dan perhaps, but I think anyone else saying like, where were the Edge heads is being facetious in their comments. First off, shout out to the awesome fan at ringside wearing the classic support WrestleTalk t-shirt. I didn't see them. Do you not? Oh, they were literally like front row. They were, you can oh. see them really clearly, Brian. There was when Zelina Vega was reacting to Andrade. Guy I was, was looking at Zelina Vega. Guy That's was standing what? up wearing his support WrestleTalk t-shirt too. Shout out, so shout out to that absolute Thanks, hero. man. Uh, video recap of Brock in the Rumble and Drew eliminating him. They completely ignored Ricochet, uh, Ricochet's involvement <laughs> in the Brock elimination. Ching. They were like, Drew came out and eliminated Brock as opposed to Ricochet, him in the Ghoulies. Uh, 520 likes we're at now. So, again, there should be more, but that has tripled what we had. <laughs> um, it's a like party. <laughs> Let me write that down, like part. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, yeah, sorry, so carry on. Yeah, yeah. and then we, uh, we got to the arena uh, for Drew coming out for a promo, but Tom, Tom Phillips is back. Tom Phillips is now doing raw commentary as Russell Votes re uh, reported, but it's not just Tom. It's the Vince McMahon dream team of Todd Phillips, Jerry the King Lawler, and Byron Bloody Saxton. Why is Saxton? Uh, uh, do you want better? 
Who is Byron yeah, well, yeah. Sexton? Uh, I'm I'm glad to see Byron back. I think yeah. he's I think he's a good commentator, and he put in some of the best work of his career during last Kofi, year during yeah. the Kofi stuff. Absolutely. So uh, I'm yeah I'm happy, and and there's not someone really in that team who can just neg him the entire time. <laughs> Although I did enjoy the Corey Byron banter. Yeah. Sometimes I just it's just so wickedly Vince McMahon of being like, hey Paul, you can take any commentary team you want. And he's like, oh cool, we'll have Vic Joseph and Dio Madden. It's like, oh. well can we put Jerry in there? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, yeah. We'll put Jerry in as a short-term thing. He's like, yeah. Actually, I, I don't like Dio. Can we can we have Dio out? I will just have it as, as Vic and Jerry. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then a month later, he's like, actually, I'm going to put Tom in there. I, I just think Tom <laughs> will be fine, and we'll put Byron there. And now now everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. everyone got what they wanted from this. <laughs> so uh, Drew McIntyre comes out and points at the frankly ridiculously large WrestleMania <laughs> side. It is enormous. I, th- there were some shots that made it look like it was covering anyone behind it. Well, that, like it was the, the height of the arena. This is to cover for like poor ticket sales. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have half the arena with this side. Uh, and he points at it like, like he can't see it. There it is. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows. Uh, and Drew cuts like a really nice promo as again. Yeah. Um, Drew is a fantastic promo guy, anyway. And he says, "Someone pinched me. I've been dreaming the last 24 hours. I'm going to WrestleMania because I'm a straight talker. Great babyface move. I'm gonna say I'm gonna challenge right now. Brock Lesnar, yeah. I'm coming for you. WrestleMania 36. Bam, bam, bam. It was really, really good. Actually, someone linked uh, me to." Drew's final WCPW promo to <coughs> cut just after he signed. Yeah. And in that promo, the last thing he says is, I am go- I guarantee I'm going to be the first British world heavyweight champion. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I love him. I love him. I have done for a long time uh, in the ring and outside. He is he's just, an, there's so many nice stories. You, you do not hear bad Drew McIntyre stories. And it's just, it's incredible to sh- to watch these weeks of progression. Like you see, at the start of January, or like the December thirty first episode, for example, when he mm. started doing the three, two, one, and that got a bit of reaction. And then the following week got a bit more of a reaction. Then the following week a bit more of a reaction. And then he wins the Royal Rumble. <coughs> and when he did it to the OC, this crowd are so into counting along with that mm. move now. And then Matt Drew's music got this huge, like raucous pop from the crowd. That Rumble win has done just incredible wonders for him. And I think Paul's like very slow babyface build of him to this point has been really good. And then you can't just say Paul, Vince as well, have, have got him to this point. I think they've done a really, really great job with him. It's confusing why didn't it start in October when all the brands kind of did their refresh. Because they didn't have that plan in but, mind. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, but let's, let's take this as good. So uh, McIntyre goes, I feel like a Claymore party. Yeah. Remember, like party. <laughs> Thumbs up, thumbs up. And the OCs, Gallows and Anderson come down. Say, well, we'll, we'll fight you. Yeah. And Drew accepts them both. It's a handicap match. Sucks for the OC. Yeah. Sucks for Gallows and Anderson. But like we've said before, what did you think was going to happen when you re-signed with WWE? Yeah, sure, you get to hang out with AJ, but you are job guys. As soon as AJ's injured, this, you know, this happens the next night. That sucks, and Carl Anderson is such a good wrestler, but it is what it is. Let's focus on the positives. Yeah. Drew looked awesome. This was a fantastic squash match. So good that I didn't even resent him for squashing the OC, two guys I really like. And it's just, I love how over Drew is currently with uh-huh. this crowd. 
Because then when Brock attacks him after the match, which I actually didn't think was going to happen, I didn't mm. think we were going to get Brock uh, on this show. Brock just comes out, gives him one F5, holds the belt aloft and leaves to great heat because this crowd don't want to see Brock as champion anymore because I think WWE always do a really good job of making you not want to see him <laughs> as champion. And I think he's very good at working that mm. heat. And everyone loves Drew and wants to see Drew win the belt. It's really great stuff. And you can tell the difference in audio because... The shot is composed where Drew's in the ring, he's chucked out Gallows, he's chucked out Anderson, and then the crowd go, <gasps> as yeah. opposed to, way, yeah. which is what they sometimes do for heel run-ins. It's just like, yay, something's happening. But no, this was, I'm invested in this storyline, this baby face, I don't want to see him get F5'd. So they reacted like, oh no. Yeah. So very good stuff. Great stuff. Um, then we got, uh, well, we'll just, we won't go through every TLC Edge clip, but there were loads of them. Then Rey Mysterio took on MVP. Yeah, so they put they said on commentary that the great thing about the night after the Rumble is all of those legends that you saw in the Rumble stick around for uh, a couple of matches. Mm. And so it feels like they're now trying to make the night after the Rumble a thing as well, where you get to see some of your favourites from idea. the past having you know one more match on on Raw or SmackDown. It's a fantastic idea. Bring him in. Uh, by all accounts, this is just a, a very short-term deal, a couple of weeks, like Luke said. And you use this to give newer guys, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, wins over big names from the past, and or mid-card names from the past. And they did that to perfection here <laughs> by using Rey Mysterio. I did write in my notes, I feel like I've tuned into SmackDown from mm. 2006. I like MVP. Always like, have it. done. Yeah. I really, really like him. Uh, but the crowd didn't react to him at all, really. Reacted to balling. Yeah, it's hard not to. <laughs> it's like, a, it's, a, it's a, you could have, they might not have ever seen wrestling yeah. and they'll be watching this match and instinctively go, ball him, <laughs> when he does that thing. Yeah. That's how good it is. Uh, but this, I, thought, I thought the crowd were into this more than mm, you're, you're giving them credit for. This, unfortunately, wasn't a good match. And weirdly, not down to MVP. No. I, I think, I, I don't know if Rey Mysterio was knocked or something, but he was off. Uh, and there was a 619 bit at the end where MVP started to walk back and, you know, sort of botch the whole thing yeah. rather than take the move. But I, again, seeing how Mysterio was, maybe MVP was doing the correct thing in that spot. Yeah. And Ray was just like, I need to end this match. I'm going to, yeah, I, I think you're completely wrong. Mm. Uh, but Ray, yeah, picked up the win with the, the 619. Uh, I'd be curious, actually. I'm going to throw a little question out to mm. the, the, the live chat. I'll keep an eye on this as we're sort of covering Is the through. question, how much can you press the thumbs up button? No, uh, my question is slightly different to that one, although you should also do that. My question is, this is great audio content for those podcast listeners, um, is there a worse finisher than MVP's Playmaker? The move that looks like it has zero impact on anyone. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can't say Big Show's alley-oop, which, <laughs> which is infinitely worse. But is there a worse finisher than the Playmaker? Just curious. Let me know. Let, uh, you know throw out some ideas in the, in the chat. Unfortunately, we're not 69 days away from WrestleMania anymore. We are 60. Oh, no, we're, we're not 68 anymore. 68 today. Yeah. But they ran a graphic 69 days away. Nice. 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 Uh, I'm calling it WrestleMania. I've noticed, yeah. And we're on the voyage to WrestleMania. Yeah, your dad not jokes. the road. Yeah. I like it. Sailing like the seven stuff. seas to WrestleMania. And because it's the voyage to WrestleMania, everything's going to be a bit refreshed. Everyone's just saying the Bailey to belly. Oh, yeah. Isn't there. <laughs> no, 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 that is definitely worse. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say I'm gonna say the playmaker's worse. Uh, Alistair Black took on a jobber. No surprise there. Uh -huh. Black Mass in seconds looked cool. 
uh, that you know didn't really get over more than any other enhancement match we've seen from Black, but crucially grabbed a mic, sat down cross-legged in the ring and said, all this time I've made a mistake. I've been asking for people to come and knock at my door, to come and challenge me to a fight, but now I'm bringing the fight to you. <laughs> yes, that, that is exactly what he did. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Ash Versus, who's currently in our chat stream, my podcast co-host. Oh, um, hi, who Ash. Was, who has just pointed out that while we are not... Come help out our audio <laughs> for us. He's an audio technician. While we are not currently 69 days away until WrestleMania... We are 69 days away from the Raw after WrestleMania. There we are. There we go. Nice. nice. Uh, after that, that, yeah, so that's good for Black. It's, yeah. I, I think that's setting him up to get involved in the Murphy-Rollins AOP storyline. Yeah. Uh, I loved as well when Alistair Black comes out to you know, his usual crickets. I like how Byron Saxton called it a silent, uncomfortable calm. <laughs> Could say Byron. It's a, it'll be a great uh, house salesman. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's cosy. Yeah. It's, it's tiny. It's cosy. Uh, after that, talking of the Seth Buddy stuff, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy came down to the ring with their Raw Tag Team titles. They had a great line about Drew McIntyre, said, enjoy it while it lasts. These people will turn on you. Mm -hmm. Great character Lovely stuff from Rollins. Yeah. And then he said... You know, I didn't win, but I got to eliminate Kevin Owens. I got to eliminate Samoa Joe. So come on down, guys. Let's have a tag title match right here. Yeah, Owens and Joe Cup promo as well, saying they do talk too much. We just know you're going to have AOP attacker, so we're not going to fall for your plan. Seth's like, no, no, there they are. They're up on the screen. Joe's like, yeah, but this is a TV show. That could have been taped earlier. And so Seth makes uh, AOP prove that, that they are in the back. And he's like, oh, cool. Well, now we know where they are. And the Viking Raiders jump AOP and attack them in the back, which is quite a nice bit of fun. I thought it was good stuff. I loved it. Yeah. And I love how they, WWE, are fixing one of the complaints about their, the way they book babyfaces. They're booking this, this babyface team as intelligent. Yeah. They're not always going to get suckered in with these obvious heel tactics. And in fact, they've got a few tricks up their own sleeves. Yeah. Really good stuff. And they run down there. They start having a match. And what a match it was. Really good. This was the best match of the night for me. And it's made even more impressive by the fact that Samoa Joe knocked himself out early on. That man has got a WrestleMania curse. Oh, it's, uh, when it it's happened, you know, this was, what, two years ago? Yeah. When he was meant to get a push. It's awful. Hopefully it's, you know, hopefully it's a concussion that clears up very quickly and he's safe to return to the ring sharpish. Yeah. Uh, but now... Yeah, so Joe, just before the first ad break, did this dive to the outside because Owens was doing a dive on the other side and just landed very, very awkwardly. And when they came back from the commercial break, they showed that they showed you know Joe landing badly and was like, and he's been taken to the back. So it's now a two-on-one handicap match. And I'll be honest, when I was watching this, I thought it was a work. I was like, oh, okay, well this is just a way to protect yeah. Owens and Joe in defeat. I thought they covered for it so well. So until afterwards, I found out that no, it was legit. Like he really hurt himself. Yeah, I honestly thought. It's all storyline. Because the way they structured the match after that felt like it was the plan from the start. And that is, I'm, I am floored by, you know, these guys are all very good workers. You know, Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, Kevin Owens. But, and they, they've come up through the indie scene where this stuff happens all the time. Where you kind of have to make stuff up on the fly because some guy just doesn't turn up to your show. Yeah. So it's that sort of hustler, wrestler side of things. And they, they just put on this flawless story 
on the fly yeah. that was really dramatic by the end. It's got, yeah, really, really Like I, I thought this was an excellent match. Owens is just like, you know, he's d d baby face, two on one disadvantage. Yeah. He hits the, 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 the frog bulk, splash. The bulk frog splash, yeah, the swanton. Uh, the swanton, a, for a great near fall on Buddy, miss it, like dodges the Seth Rollins stomp, stunner. I think that just, it's a shame that the wrestlers aren't allowed to go out there more often and take their cues for what spots they're going to do based on the reaction of the crowd. Yeah. yeah. I, th I thought this was incredible. I thought it was really good. Do you know what my favourite spot of the match was, though? It was right at the start when Seth Rollins does an arm ring around Joe and goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Joe knocks him down and Seth Fort rolls out the ring and Kevin Owens from the ring goes ha 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 <laughs> yeah it's good stuff Rollins is he's changed it up a bit as well yeah. he's, he's a bit more chipper now because yeah. things are going his way he's not like I am the evil messiah he's ha 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 I'm winning <laughs> so good really made me laugh I also loved as well um, King forget like, there was a moment when Jerry the King Lawler said look it's Joe and Kevin Owens aren't going to make great tag partners. They turned on each other in the Royal Rumble, which they did do. And then Tom Phillips, for whatever reason, was like, well, actually, King, they were eliminated by Seth Rollins before they got a chance to turn on each other. So where'd you get that information from? And Jerry, who was right when, I, th I thought they, they fought against each other. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no. oh no, Jerry, you were right, mate. Poor guy. Uh, but the, another crucial thing about this, very significant, it was Buddy who got the roll-up victory again. Yeah. Buddy is picking up these wins, as fluky as they are and as influenced by Seth as they are, but it's him getting the, the Ws. Big thumbs uh, up. Yeah, really good storytelling. Really loved it. Caruso alert. Becky, I tried to minimize that for the one guy who doesn't like it. I think his name was Sean. Yeah. Not that I've got a, a list <laughs> of all the fans who the say they get Davis. bored of my spots. <laughs> Uh, Becky Lynch is in being interviewed. She says she's beaten everyone now. It's all good. Uh, and if Flair challenges her, it won't be the first time, but it will be the last. I'm pretty sure we've said that before, though. I'm pretty sure we actually have said this is the last mm. time these two will have this match. Um, and that's, that could be a good direction to take this feud. You know, you just say, well, this is the last time ever, and then do it again a year later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the reports are... And more on this if you go to the news episode after this that went up, I think as this show went live, actually. Uh, it's still Becky versus Shayna. Really? Interesting. So don't know what, and it's not going to be Charlotte versus Bailey. Yeah, are they, what, I mean, unless, unless they do move Charlotte over to SmackDown. Or she challenges Ripley. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't I mean, think they know either. She did, uh, yeah, and you're, uh, you're right. I don't think they know. But she did say in her post-Rumble win promo... You know, I'm the queen of all divisions. Mm. So, yeah. I don't think it'd be like the worst idea in the world for her to go and take on Ripley. Granted, yeah. I think that would be putting over NXT, which I mean, I don't think WWE are clearly on board with at the moment. But, you know, Survivor <laughs> Series has been and gone. But uh, I think that would be a really great shout for her. Uh, and Becky turns around and reveals on the back of her leather jacket is this really cool goat yeah. embroidered thing. I've seen a lot of people turn on Becky now. I, was just, I saw it in the chat yeah. just a second ago when her match at the Rumble, which we really liked, and we were, you know, it's a good me, match. me, you, and Datsun were there going, like, man, that was a really good match. The chat was just wall to wall. Becky sucks. Becky's boring. Terrible match. Bored of Becky. I, I'm, I'm afraid that we are starting to see a bit of a turn against her now mm. um, because she is winning all the time. And so I'll be, I'm curious to see how that progresses, if that translates into the live reactions to her as yeah. well. 
next up, we got Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo in a rematch from the pre-show the previous night. Uh, and, you know, at the start of this, I was thinking, this is ridiculous. It's just another loss for Andrade. Carrillo. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, Carrillo. Uh, and, you know, they had a good match. I really enjoy these two working together. But here we go again. Carrillo's got it. One moonsault. Vega runs in, breaks it up. So Carrillo wins, but Andrade's right. yeah. still the champion. Whatever. But then Carrillo goes outside, exposes the concrete floor, and hits the hammerlock DDT on Andrade. Yeah. And the crowd popped huge. Yeah, they and like they they really played it up like that Carrillo snapped. Like this is this is a changing character yeah. for him. And it's well, it turns out it's because Andrade failed a wellness policy violation. This is to ride him off TV for 30 days. He failed a handsomeness violation. They <laughs> apparently they, you know, they were talking about taking the title off of him. Vince said it's too early to put the title on Carrillo. So they're just not going to have a United States. And why are you pushing him into these matches? And you have been for the last six months. <sighs> I don't know. That's just what was written. I can't <laughs> explain stuff. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but, you know, out of all of this, the one thing I thought wouldn't happen is Carrillo gets over. <laughs> yeah. And he has. Yeah. So quite an inspired little In bit of moment, booking. I, let's see how it plays out next mm. week. But in this one moment... For a brief period, he was over. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be the loudest pop for anything Carrillo's done. Yeah. And it's a, it's a heel move, interestingly. Yeah. It's a more badass babyface kind of thing. But yeah, I, I like that. And it, by all reports, that was changed on the day. Yes. So that, yeah. was, a, that was a good fix. Yeah, they said that the, this feud was going to continue. I don't know how you can continue this feud with Carrillo constantly losing. Oh, they'll but, find a way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the report was that it was going to be a less brutal beatdown angle. I wonder if they were still going to do the Carrillo sort of snapping thing, but mm. rather than try and write Andrade out for 30 days. And um, just before we get on to Charlotte versus Asuka, mm -hmm. I've got a theory oh, yeah. that, you know, since we did all the thumbs up stuff, mm -hmm. 400 more people have jumped in the on online. So I don't know if the thumbs up is pushing the video more up in YouTube and people are finding us and going, hey, I'll give it a watch. So hey, now I know there's 2,400 of you and only 800 likes. Press that th thumbs up party. Guys, and just do it so Ollie stops bringing it up. Put, put, all your, <laughs> put, put your thumbs in that corner of the screen, Luke. Look, 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 no, 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 there you go, there you go. This is again, do you remember they got that email that said we're doing too much visual stuff in the shows and that's <sighs> making the podcast terrible? No. This one hasn't worked. It's. Uh, no thumbs up are happening. Oh, well. <laughs> so Charlotte came out for a promo in her gear um, and, <laughs> and says that she won the Royal Rumble last night, which got a mixed reaction. Mm. I, right, this led to a match with Asuka. Charlotte said she doesn't, she's still thinking about who she's going to pick. What is Charlotte? Be because I thought she was a heel based on the promo that she cut and then because Byron doesn't like her. Yeah. But then she worked babyface in the match. And I, so I just don't know how I'm supposed to be reacting to Charlotte now. Because I find her incredibly unlikable, yeah. which makes me think she should be a heel. But then she continues to work as a babyface, which means I don't get invested in her matches. So I've no idea how I'm supposed to react. And I don't think the crowd know how they're supposed to react to her anymore. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, she, yeah, she, she draws out the announcement and then she says, I'm still thinking about it over who she's going to cash in her Royal Rumble opportunity, which is a heel move. Asuka comes down to, to a babyface reaction. Yeah, the crowd were massively into Asuka here. Because it's kind of the post-Rumble crowd, a bit more of a travelling audience, more into the heels traditionally. But unfortunately, because of the scripted material, she had to say, please stop cheering, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they had, a, she, you know, she says, if I was in that match, I would have won. And that sets up a match between the two. And it was a really good match. Went through a couple of ad breaks. Yeah, really good, really stuff. good stuff. The only, the only problem I found with it was the finish was a manager slash second interfering for a DQ. And we just had that with Andrade yeah, Vega. really lame. Uh, and then Charlotte just beats them both up afterwards, which made it even more lame. So Charlotte's got the figure eight on, but they kind of have to both shuffle into the corner so Sane can hit the elbow. By which point... Asuka can just grab the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 it didn't work again. Yeah. Just like the rumble finish. Uh, and Sane hits the insane elbow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people are saying that she's, she's a tweener. But I think this is... Charlotte? A, yeah. This is the definition of a terrible tweener. Yeah. Like, twi tweeners are meant to be more over in that on the line. Yeah. This is just confusing and, and flattens it out. Uh, after this, uh, Kelly Kelly was backstage with the Street Profits. She has no idea who these two are or what their catchphrase is. Or any conception of, of ageing. <laughs> she lo she's, she's looking younger. She is only 30. Like, she's 33, I think. Yeah, but she's still like a decade since she debuted. Yeah, but she's only 33. Jojo uh, jo jo Rawley brought a really good new dimension to the 24-7 <laughs> title next. Yeah. Well, he's also brought out a new second with him. Mojo Rawley just comes out with Riddick Moss from NXT. And he's like, hey, and the, and the commentators go like, oh, it's his offensive lineman, Riddick Moss. As if the crowd would be like, oh yeah, okay, cool. And then Mojo grabs the microphone and actually introduces Riddick Moss to be like, this is my offensive lineman, Riddick Moss. And if you want to challenge me for the title, he's just going to block you, which then paid off at the end of this. Which, so yeah, I, I actually thought this was a, bit of, a really good segment. And. It's after, what is it, like seven months of 24-7 title shenanigans, people always looking behind their shoulder, getting rolled up from out of nowhere. I'm over it. So this has come, it's come three months too, it's come freaking four months too late. Yeah. But this is a great way to change up that dynamic. We can tell a different kind of story around the division, which might make it interesting again. Um, but yeah. Uh, Mojo Rawley defended his 24-7 title in a match mm -hmm. uh, because of this new setup. Destroyed No Way Jose. Yeah. I thought Mojo looked awesome. I yeah. really like Mojo. I'm glad he's getting, even though it's a comedy undercard spot, I think he's he's getting over. It's way better than Taserface. And R-Truth was disguised as a hamburger in the conga line, jumps in the ring, uh, wins the belt, uh, but Moss stops him from escaping and Rawley wins it back. Yeah, with a move. Not a roll-up. He, he hits him with his move and he pins him. I, yeah, so I quite like this this new pair. I really like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, Moss wasn't doing anything in NXT. So, yeah. Sure. Laurie told me that uh, he and Mojo have had, like, ten matches on main events, which, Mo <laughs> right. which, which Mojo's won all of. So. He was scouting it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what Laurie's told me anyway. Um, after this, we had Liv Mo Oh, we're at 960 likes. <laughs> Come on, there's two... And there's more people watching. This might be the secrets in the thumbs up. Come on, more thumbs up. We're, Let's we're get work, to a thousand. We're, we're working out the YouTube algorithm as we go. It turns out that audience engagement helps videos. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone tell you this? Next they'll be saying, make a channel trailer. <laughs> 
Uh, Liv, what, we've never had a channel trailer. Liv Morgan versus Lana came next. Yep. Um, and the crowd was silent. This, yeah, this, this storyline has fizzled out. Like, since the wedding, this angle is getting less and less over. Mm. Like, the most over thing in this match was Rusev, and he was nowhere to yes. be seen. Um, yeah, Lana comes out. She, like, Lana does get some decent heat if she asks for it. Um, That's it, yeah. But, like, Liv came out to complete silence. And then this match was just complete silence. And then Liv just hits this very cool-looking flatliner for the win. But the crowd don't care. Mm. And it's... I mean, at least she finally got a win? Yeah. Shrug emoji? But it's too late. It's too she, late. She should have won this. She, she should have been kicking ass from the start. But she hasn't. She's had three weeks of losing. Uh, past the sort of fulcrum... Is it fulcrum where it peaks? I'm going to scoop you, mate. But the, the critical Our mass, right? Is. It's like the, the critical mass point is is well in the background now. It's yeah. well in the past. Uh, so she's on the descent. And to give her a win at this point, when she's already going down like that, it's it's just going to... It was, it was bad, unfortunately. Yeah, this feud has lost all modicum of steam. And then it's that time of week again. Eric Rowan's out with his box, yeah. and he squashed a jobber called Brandon Vice. Uh, this time he didn't have any interaction with the box. We've gone back a month. Yeah. Byron called this the perfect time for a bathroom break. And what he meant by that was that he's so scared he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but calling this match a bathroom break is a perfect description of it. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, we've got 1,000 likes. Mm -mm -mm. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's raw because the, the main event was Edge and Randy Orton, and that was absolutely fantastic. So we're going to do the rest of your su 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 oh, super chats. What did you think of the show? What, you, what was your score? I haven't told Luke this yet. Five out of five. An in-or show. It's rawsome now. Oh, of course, it's rawsome. I do apologise. This is why I don't do the raw review, because I would just get that bit wrong. But you know what? I'm in agreement with you. It was a rawsome episode. I just, look, looking back at the stuff, I love the Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Buddy Murphy match. I love the Drew McIntyre stuff. I thought the women got, like, they got time. Yeah. The and match. the Charlotte Asker was good. Yeah, I really liked the match, just didn't like the finish. Yeah. And that... That main event segment is what I will live in my memory, honestly, forever. Yeah, I thought this show, the only things I didn't like on this show were the, I, and, and I don't blame Liv and Lana for this, I just think the feud yeah. has lost all steam. Yeah. I'm bored of the Eric Rowan thing, that's not his fault, that's just, they don't know where they're going with this. And I don't know what Charlotte is. Mm. They're the only three things I didn't really like on the show, but I thought the show was absolutely fantastic. Yes, raw, on the, the subject of raw miscellaneous, mm. Mark's Scottish psychopath Murray from 3MB to 321, unbloody believable. Drew wins WrestleMania. Has to win at WrestleMania. Yeah. Got to be a win here at WrestleMania. Uh, your fellow countryman, I presume. How, how excited you must be. Uh, Abram Pena, props to Zelina Vega. She's just so good. Yeah. yeah, she's a great manager. I've always loved the Andrade Vega pairing. Yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Brian Hoyt, the Becky Lynch bloody nose on Raw drove the crowd nuts too. Not sure if that counts as an angle. Oh, we're talking about like when we're talking about sort of top angles and, and Becky, oh, Becky the Lynch Survivor Series. The yeah. I, I just, because yeah. he's written Becky Lunch. Yes. Which I, I, I do as well when I'm sometimes <laughs> writing like notes or writing up scripts. I'm like, Becky Lunch. Huh. Nope. Lynch. I would say that is, yeah, that is an all time memorable moment uh maybe it's just because it was a moment 
as part of a larger storyline. That, uh, that sadly no, I don't. The, the yeah. follow up to it wasn't great because she got injured and she had to this you know, Charlotte filled in for Survivor Series, and it sort of just got derailed a little bit. But that that moment, that closing shot of her with the arms mm. out, the blood pouring down her face, and Ronda acting in the ring, I thought was yeah amazing. Yeah. Uh, Kayla Brandon, what's next for Alistair Black? Well, I said I think he's going to join Owens and Joe, especially if Joe's out, yeah. to go against Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, reply, reprise that Murphy feud. And, you know, he was taken out of the Rumble because of Seth and his goons. Adrian Zavala, rumour has it that Becky versus Baszler is still happening. Flair going for tag championship. It's, it sort of undermines the Rumble, though. Oh, but what if she just challenges the Kabuki Warriors two-on-one and that's her WrestleMania? Shut up. <laughs> Justin Vether again. Imagine Christian comes back as well. I said this during the Rumble, didn't I? It's like When Edge came out, I was like, oh my God, if Christian came out as well. <laughs> that would have been too much. But yeah, I could see Christian. You know, the reason he retired... I can't remember why he retired. Because Vince thinks he's ugly. Um, but Christian did tell us in an interview, you can go find it in our podcast archives, that... In 2011, they were going to do an Edge and Christian reunion. Before Edge Hatzel was forced into retirement, mm. they were going to do an Edge and Christian uh, reunion tour. So, man, I'd, I'd love that. Valaba Mami Dipudi, who really is Byron Saxton? It's Adam Pacitti, right? Why is Byron Saxton? Orlando Orego, Jerry the King is only there so he doesn't go to AEW with JR. Well, he's there because he signed with WWE. Yeah. Uh, he's sort of a lifer. I don't think he'd go to AEW. No. Uh, he'll do the, the conventions and the cruise, but I don't think he'd go on screen for them. Kay Amal, I hear voices in my head. They're telling me to eat cake. <laughs> really want to see Fat Orton now. Fatty Orton. <laughs> uh, Valaba again. Here's a thought. Not sometime soon, but edge to work with Viking Raiders to really put over the whole Vikingness. They need it anyway. Well, he's they, a sea Viking. But they also did get a reaction when they attacked AOP. Yeah, being in a storyline. Shocker. Fergal McClements, fans. WWE move on. Fans. WWE move on. Fans. Edge versus Autumn, best in 10 years. <laughs> I see what you're saying. So it's a format that doesn't really work as a super to be read out aloud. Yeah. Uh, Joshua Lieberman. Baszler goes to the Elimination Chamber and wins. What wins oh. the title Elimination Chamber? Yeah, that could work. That's actually the way to get there, I suppose. Yeah, and then she could put over Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> Myron Speed, edge to spice up Lana's storyline. <laughs> it lends itself so well to a live sex celebration. <laughs> Clarification from before, edge said wrestler instead of superstar. So when he was going through those picks. And Caleb Brandon, dream elimination chamber match. I'll put Kevin Owens in there, always. Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting because I'm assuming we're going to get The Fiend in the elimination chamber because... Brock ain't working Brock it. ain't doing it. And they've already announced Brock versus Drew for WrestleMania, so... Yeah, I guess it would be at the SmackDown again, the, the Chamber match. Uh, how does Fiend work in that environment? So I guess it would be Fiend, Brian, Kofi. Ms. Morrison. Braun Strowman. Yeah. Edge. Edge Tyson Fury. And <laughs> uh, just do a few more before I hot tag to you. Dylan, rumour says Charlotte versus uh, Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, NXT title. So I wonder where that rumour came from. Well... I think it's Dave Meltzer's speculation. Oh, okay. And someone's reported that as a rumour. So, yeah. but rumour is a bit, probably a bit strong. Yeah, Nico the Arms Dealer, very uh, generous pledge there. Thank you very much. Hey guys, long time no see. Needed a break from wrestling. Edge's return was the moment of the night, minus the awful camera work. Yeah. They cut to the crowd when he hit his first spear. Rumble was pretty good. Nice to see it's business as usual with Charlotte. There was, um, the more things change. I saw Dolph Ziggler tweet. Who cuts to the crowd when two wrestlers are running at each other in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Dunn does. Yeah. 
Over to you. Uh, on the subject of WrestleTalk, JobberJJ says three, two, one. Super chat party. Yay, and thumbs up. Uh, Kevin, I won't be able to attend the stream because of business, business, business. Uh, this was the best Raw in months, mainly because of Drew, Edge, and Randy. I'll add Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Buddy Murphy in there too, and Carrillo. Uh, Limp says, Randy, the motherforking <laughs> heel. In this mind, though, why the hell am I doing this, Vince? You're making me kill a man. Cheers, uh, <laughs> bait a-holes. And the Swath Nation, lovely time with the boys. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't think... I think Randy was very into doing that violent style of Completely, angle. Yeah. Uh, Gazzatella of Rock and Roller watched Royal Rumble last night. Drew, yay, Charlotte, boo. Saw Slipknot on Saturday night. Oh, Gig cool. was epic. And a guy saw my AJ Styles cap and ranted at me that WWE was <laughs> S-word and real wrestling fans watch AEW. Hashtag tribalism. Oh, my God. You've got an AJ Styles hat on. Who can, who can, what self-respecting wrestling fan said, well, AJ Styles is crap. Like the sort of person that would spray paint an NXT poster and be like, watch AEW on TNT. I, I think that's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Priyank uh, says, any news on John Cena having a match at WrestleMania this year? Want to see him wrestle again? Love you guys from India. Uh, I, I, there's been nothing about it. He's talked about not really doing much at tool anymore yeah. and he's got such a stacked movie schedule now so yeah. I don't think so and it's like the movie studios are going to be the one that dictate it because when Rock did that Wrestlemania yeah. uh, match with Cena and he got injured that delayed like movie production for Hercules so I don't think movie studios are going to be jumping at the at the bit to you know put Cena out in a ring where he might possibly get hurt and, yeah. and derail their movie um, and Vang Yang said, thanks for what you guys do. Keep it up. Oh, stop it. Thanks for Thank tuning you. in. We are adequate. Orlando says, I got my tickets for WrestleMania. I am so excited for the show now that, uh, for that edge return. And Drew will win Brock or beat Brock for the title. Yeah. Well, you've got to think that that's, that's going to happen. And I'm yeah. yeah very excited for it too. Uh, King Rasta, who claims to be Kyrie Sane's current boyfriend, <laughs> uh, said, Christian's kill switch is the worst in terms of moves. I like the kill yeah, switch. This looks really painful. Your yeah. head's driven into the back with the force of some guy's back, and, and you've got the, the arms hooked. Yeah, I mean, it's the Unpredu in, in a real way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, Baton045 said, with WrestleMania 36 being pirate themed this year, can we name our truth to. Our truth. Hashtag wrestling dad jokes. Yes. That's the yes is the answer. Yes. And you know what else is the answer? The freaking thumbs up button, guys. There's 2,168 of you watching right now, but only 1.1 thousand thumbs up. Why aren't you pressing it? It's so easy. We're giving you free content. I now, I just want, I just want the thumbs up. <laughs> but we're about to end. No, no, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere until we get 5,000 thumbs up. <laughs> Well, anyway, thank you everyone ever so much for tuning in today. I feel like this is, this. I'm excited, really excited about the voyage to WrestleMania. Do you know what, dude? We've had like, what, five weeks of like great Raw episodes. Mm. And I think Raw is just absolutely killing it at the moment. And it really does like, it highlights it further when you talk to Pete and Randy, where they're just like, man, SmackDown is the same show every single week. We're like, oh, man, you should watch Raw. It's <laughs> awesome. I'm having a wicked time with Raw. And we don't have to come in Saturdays. <laughs> best mate probably shouldn't tell tell them that <laughs> loved the royal rumble uh, and i loved this episode of raw mm. i am yeah i'm excited and i, I kind of hope that we're going to see a bit of a because wrestling's kind of taking a dip since october we've mm. noticed it in our viewing patterns we've noticed it in you know the ratings patterns overall there seems to be a, a lack of interest in wrestling but I, i'm hoping that 
this sort of like voyage to WrestleMania is going to bring wrestling fans back into the fold. I appreciate the voyage. That's caught on. I also uh, slept through alarms. My alarm went off uh, this morning at 6 a.m. to wake me up to go and, you know, so I can go and watch Raw. And I actually said to my wife last night, I was like, I've got a bit of a different plan today, or, you know, for Tuesday morning. I'm going to get up at 6, I'm going to do a bit of exercise, then I'll have Ooh. some breakfast and a shower, then I'll head into the office and I'll watch Raw there and I'll take my notes. What, uh, what exercise did you do? Well, here's the thing, I, my, I slept. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I got sleep exercise. What exercise would you have done? Well, so there, Remember, know, walking is not exercise. Well, no, but I was, you know that Joe Wicks fella? Mm. He's got like He some... talks like this. This oh, is yeah. Joe Wicks. Yeah, he sounds exactly like that. Like, he, I find this to be quite an annoying presence mm. uh, on, on YouTube and in other things. But I thought he'd be, he does these sort of like half hour workout things where you sort of do like high intensity. I think it's probably high intensity stuff and you like do stuff for a minute and then like rest for a minute is that the sort of thing so yeah hit training yeah high intensity interval whatever training. whatever it is anyway mm. so I, I was gonna do some of that um but instead my alarm went off at six my wife sort of dragged me back into bed for a bit of spooning because she was also tired all the minx and i slept in until half past seven so I got up, I had a shower, and I went straight to work. Mm. Um, and I do think that last night was partially responsible for that. What did you do? Well, you and I went to the pictures. Yeah, but we were out by half five. Yeah, and then I went home, and then me and my wife, uh, we made dinner together, and then I remembered that I hadn't done the R Rumble podcast. Oh, so I, no. <laughs> I went and did the Rumble podcast very quickly. And then we watched uh, the Louis Theroux documentary that he did recently about um, escorts. Fantastic episode. Did you, okay, so you watched it. I was getting curious what I you thought about it. I watched it live when oh, it happened. Mm. Um, it's, it's become one of my, my lady partner, it's not that she doesn't have a sense of humour, but she rarely shows glee, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's really special, I find, when she finds something incredibly funny and she wants to keep bringing it up. Because it doesn't have, it's like, you know, two, three times a year. Mm -hmm. Probably because the baseline has been altered because I'm constantly funny. You're hilarious. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just constant hilarity and she just no-sells everything I say. Absolutely, yeah. But occasionally she'll stumble upon something that really tickles her. And it is a scene from this Louis Theroux episode where he's with this lady, an, a, a more mature lady, who has owned being a escort. She is, yeah. Uh, she sleeps with a lot of older guys and she loves it. She doesn't do it for the money, it's her passion, and her husband just is like, well, you do you, when he's obviously not happy at all. Yeah. It's like the, you know, the, the polyamorous yeah. one that he did, where there was that, that threesome couple where two of them were massively into it, and the other one was like, that's good. I think mm. it's great that we're doing this. I think what we're doing is fabulous, but deep down inside, and a look at pain was like, Oh, I just wish it was the two of us, though. Oh, no. He wished it was the three of them. Don't you remember oh. at the end of that episode, he was like, he, he you know, built himself up and then he suggested, let's have an MMF three-way. That was it, The yeah. devil's but, threesome. But I think that he did that because it was like, <coughs> A, A, I get to be involved, but also B, I just want to be with you and I can sort of drag <laughs> you away. Maybe. Or maybe that was his kink. Anyway, this mature lady who... 
they go into it, had a pretty rough childhood. That's the common theme um, amongst people who get into escorts and I'm prostitution. Stop you right there, because that's the biggest criticism against this Louis through documentary, and why I feel it was actually one of Louis's not good bits of work, ah. because I thought that that was a very damaging portrayal of, of escorts. Um, to essentially, like you just said then, sort of lump them all together as is like, mm. they do it because they're damaged. Which, yeah, well, which isn't true at all. No? No, not at all. No, my friend put herself through university by selling her sexuality just because it was a way for her to get herself through university and make a lot of extra money off of sad men. Yeah, but I watched Hustlers on Saturday and they also had bad childhoods. But that was also... Uh... The evidence is mounting, Luke <laughs> But anyway, you were, sorry, you were anyway. I just wanted to interrupt you there because that was was my criticism I had of the of the episode. Luke's correct. Uh, everyone, or, or at least definitely the large majority of people who sell their bodies for sex are in totally a good place. I didn't say the majority. <laughs> I said, actually, I, I, no, I would say a majority. Okay. Have you been to Amsterdam? They don't look happy. <laughs> it's like that horrible scene from a food expose documentary and you see all the chickens. Okay, I'll, I'll clarify to mean in the United Kingdom. Anyway, we're going down a, a, a dark path here. The mature lady, she said, she, she goes over to Louis and, you know, she's got a, do you know, do you know the scene I'm talking about? She's written down uh, a, a poem. A poem that she heard the other day and it spoke to her. And we're like, wow, okay, let's listen to this. This is quite a tender moment. And she reads the lines and it's, it's framed like this is this huge emotional revelation by her. Not Louis's not framing it like that. This is her big realization moment of how her childhood has spoken to her and informed these decisions. And within two lines, me and my lady partner clocked that it's the greatest showman. <laughs> Is this it, is me. Is it really? She was quoting this is me. I did not pick up on that yeah. at all. And we just pissed ourselves. <laughs> to, to, you know, it's a banger of a song. It's a great song. But it's, it, it, I find it, found it very funny that first she called it a poem. Yeah, I, 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 which is why I said it was a poem. <laughs> and and that she, she quoted what it is so... A what is a song other than a poem of <clears throat> music? Well, when it's out of Hugh Jackman's mouth, it is a poem as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but yeah, that she, she sort of delivered it so sincerely and earnestly mm. when it was the big hit from The Greatest Showman musical. Yeah, about a bearded lady. And, and she's st still laughing about it. <laughs> <laughs> But you do you, woman who sleeps with other men and makes her husband obviously feel bad. Well, that was, yeah, that was quite a tragic portion of mm. that show. Um, but anyway, so we watched that and that was quite good. And then, like, you know, we were just sort of... What time are we talking now? So this was probably about, well, I could say, in fact, I don't know. It was ten past ten when it finished. Oh, so, and you, you had three only hours had three hours sleep. Three hours sleep. So I got home from the Royal Rumble at quarter past eight and I was up by half past eleven uh, three hours later mm. and um, yeah so running on three hours sleep at the moment and you and I had a quite a hectic day yesterday for two people oh, who yeah. stayed up all night to watch the rumble and then I you know uh, Kate had just gone to go and make uh, I think she was just going to sort of tidy up the kitchen a little bit I'm just sort of there flicking through channels and what do I find on channel four uh -oh. but a documentary about women growing out their pubic hair which me and my wife had thought would actually be quite a fun documentary to watch and we're like we'll watch this for 10 minutes we watched the whole thing uh. we actually rewound so we could get, watch it from the start and just watch the whole thing and, and how 
what would that did it have a fun title? Uh, yes, it was uh, Bring Back the Bush. That's okay. I think there's there's probably a better title in oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah, I think. Email in suggestions, <laughs> folks. So yeah, what was the what was the outcome? Did someone win the longest hair? Well, so they they had sort of like the six influencers mm. um, uh, who were you know they were like, hey, we've just been we've been preconditioned by uh, sort of patriarchal society and the way that media is controlled that we have to be uh, clean shaven because it's seen as dirty otherwise. And all of these products and magazines are sort of selling us to this image that we have to do this. Mm. So they then take it, they've been like, all of them have said, yeah, I've been shaving since I was 13. And they were like, okay, well now, we're gonna go six weeks and none of us are going to do it. Wow. One of them couldn't make it through the whole six weeks. How far did she last? I think she lasted till, uh, I think like four or five weeks in. But she said, I so had to- close. Because I had to shave some of it because she was a cage dancer. And um, she was like, she goes, I just felt like people were staring. Sneaking around the corner. Um, and what, to, you know, this girl uh, who was an influencer, <coughs> she was, I, think, I guess it was some sort of modeling influencer. She got turned down for two jobs because she was um, growing her, her bush out. Can't you just gel it to, 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 be, <laughs> to be behind the, the pants? I, I don't know because I don't have um, uh, a women's pubic line. Is that, what yeah. it's called? is that what it's called? People I don't know. I don't, my, know. I don't know where mine is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen any of my torso, yeah. folks. Well, I, I'm I, hairy. I brought this up actually with um, with my wife because they she uh, the woman who's presenting it sets up this confessional booth, and it was a, one of the people who was in this confessional booth said, like m- men are very hairy, and you know they might have like a hairy back or really hairy arms. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, like, you know, and they might just be really hairy, but it's either seen as something that's very sexy or it's made a joke about. And I was like, uh, and I paused and I was like, I'm going st- to stop her right there because I've seen some of the comments that Ollie gets about his arms from YouTube and they're not jokes. Those are people who are outright disgusted. I would say that our hair, be it on the top of one's head or over the rest of the body, is the main cosmetic thing people come after us for. <laughs> 100%. So check your privilege at the door, white women. <laughs> we, us wrestling hosts, are a maligned minority. That's what I said. Oh. I, I, was, I was like, they don't know. They don't know the pain and struggle. It's hard being a white man. <laughs> it's so difficult. With not optimal hair. <laughs> got too much of it on my body, I've not got enough of it on my back. My lady partner surprises me and will mutilate my back. What do you mean? She'll just pluck a hair out. What? Yeah, I know. Man. And she, she says it like, it's my fault. <laughs> it's my fault for having, so I'm quite hairy, but my back is completely bald. Mm-hmm. But in the last couple of years, there'll be a, just a, a, a massive, they're Thick, dark hairs. Yeah. They'll just, you know, appear sparsely on my back, okay. mainly up near my neck. And yeah, my lady partner hates them, finds them grotesque. Mm-hmm. I would never make someone feel that bad for yeah. their body, for their natural body. Yeah, absolutely. And it hurts. I don't it's imagine, an area, yeah, yeah. you'd think the back might not be as sensitive, but maybe it's just the emotional damage. <laughs> but yeah, make a documentary about us, Channel 4, but that's not in your agenda right now, <laughs> is it? It's the year of women. God damn it. 
I've only had 31 <laughs> years of my life as the year of the man. <laughs> I'm in my prime and you're focusing on ladies now. And as a white man, I've had another 500 <clears throat> years prior to that of being yeah. on top ruling the world. Exactly. We're not done yet. <laughs> anyway, the documentary was broadly fine. And you watched all of it. We watched all of it. It's like an hour-long documentary. Well, okay, yeah. So, like the, the 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 big reveal at the end is that these six women are going to do a photo shoot, sort of <laughs> showing off their newly grown bushes, these six-week grown bushes. Yeah. But of them, one of them opts not to do it entirely. She just doesn't do the the photo shoot mm. because she doesn't. She sort of feels a bit sort of self-conscious about. It. She's not ready to reveal that yet, which is you know, which is fair enough. And two, I bet of, it was massive then. And two of them. Um, wanted to have pants on. So when they do the photo shoot, they're like, oh my God, look how amazing your bush looks. And it's like, I mean, she's just wearing pants. You can't, mm. there's nothing there. Well, maybe she was where she, she wasn't wearing pants, but <laughs> the pubic hair had formed in the shape of <laughs> some. Yeah. Mm. So I would say that while the message of the documentary was very good, and I thought the woman presenting it was absolutely fabulous. Like she was really, really great. And I thought she had a very good message and a very good positivity about the whole thing. And as an overall experiment, the positives outweigh the negatives, but the actual sort of end reveal of like, this is our art gallery was a bit crap. Was the host, I'm just Googling it now, was yes. it the same woman who does? So that, was, that is her, that one sort of top left. Oh, right, she okay. Was, she was on presenting it. I thought it would be this lady who does uh, How oh. to Look Good Naked. No, no Naked, naked attraction. attraction. No, it was not her. Because she's sort of Channel 4's go-to smut shows host. <laughs> yeah, and that's what this is, really. <laughs> it could have only... I mean, if it wasn't on Channel 4, it would have been on Channel 5. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was broadly fine. But because of that, me and my wife didn't go to bed until half past 11. Because you were furiously shaving. Oh, my... For half past 11, Davis. And then like, my alarm went off at 6. <laughs> that was not happening. I was, I don't know where I got this idea was that from the, I'm going to get up and do a Joe Wicks high intensity mm. training. That was never going to happen. Uh, you set yourself up for failure. 100%. I hope you do it tomorrow. What, the high the, intensity training? The high tra intensity training. Well, You've got a day off tomorrow. I've got half a day off, I yeah. suppose, yeah. Um, but so maybe, I don't know, I've got podcasts to edit and that was kind of more in my wheels. Oh, that was the other thing I did over the weekend who's got two thumbs and completed Spider-Man for the PS4. Way! This guy. Finally. Oh, yeah. Uh, a year and a half after it came out. Oh, yeah. And I bought it day of release. Mm. And I have now finished the main storyline, but none of the side missions. So I have completed, like, 70% of the game. That's infuriating. Yeah, I got up to about the high 80s, I think. I, I, I never like doing the last mission if there were extra missions still to go. Mm -hmm. Because the, the idea of completing the final boss and then going back and helping Black Cat with something. Have you done the Black Cat missions? Well, I've done the one where you have to go and you have to look <laughs> for the little toy thing. Yes, Which so eventually you, she comes and sees you and... Is that DLC or is that an actual? Uh, no, it was the actual game. Oh, good. But my, my, is that sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know when you sort of live vicariously through the video game character? Yeah. Yeah, I felt that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good scene. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, but the game is very, very good. It's excellent, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I got a little bit frustrated with it at times. Too many stealth missions, mm. which I have not got any time for. And I felt like I was often being punished for just wanting to fight. Mm -hmm. um, 
Because it's so much fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, I'm just going to dive in and fight with these people. But the game would be like, yeah, I was very silly <laughs> and a bit naughty. You should, yeah. you should spend half an hour taking out all of these snipers before just diving in and, and trying to punch them. Oh, you didn't do it. You mean you, you want to get straight into the brawling? Yes. I found that, so you're talking about, you know, top of a building, the bad thugs have set up a kind of, I don't know, like some form of camp. Perimeter. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I would see those as puzzles. So I'd perch somewhere and I'd be like, right, I'm going to take you out, you out, you out. Okay, I'm dead. Right. And then start. So I, li I like the stealth element, which would be building up to the all-out carnage. Yeah. But I had the same thing with Batman Arkham Asylum. Mm. I felt like I was being punished for wanting to fight people. Whereas like, the game was like, no, 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 hide. You want to hide and then fight people from the hideness. No, you're, yeah, you're Batman. Yeah, you've got he's to go hard. In. He's a guy who just he punches Mate, people. That's not how it works with yeah, Batman. Oh, come on you, Batman always goes in with a plan. He's not going in there saying, look at me, I'm super I hard. did his have a plan, it Superman. was punch people. It's not a good enough plan, Luke. Well, you know. All I'm saying is Doom is way better a game because there's no dicking around <laughs> with that game. That game is just get a gun, shoot the thing that's... Bang, 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 bang. And it's wicked, and it's way better than any of these mm. games. That's why I'm looking forward to Doom Eternal. But anyway, right, should we draw the shapes we're close? Sure. We, I think we've talked enough about uh, pubes for a while. And uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think we need a round two on this. Well, do you want to set up as an email question then? What, what, well, what, what I did this. I, I, you know, the barbershop uh, window <laughs> where, I, where I nicked my own. I, I, sh I trim. Do you know what? Maybe we should get some of our uh, lady swafters to <coughs> email in their thoughts on hmm. this subject. Maybe they saw the documentary and they've got some thoughts of their own. Yeah, so, you know. Tell us about your pubic hair, folks. Or your just your thoughts on men's body hair. And yeah. How you also think it's gross and disgusting. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not a fan of my body. If I could choose not to have body hair, yeah. I would choose not to have it. I think the front, your front of you is all right, though. The front of me is all right. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> by, by extension, I meant the audio. Anyway, right, well, uh, 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 thank you so much for listening. We'll get out of here. Oh, uh, tell us what you thought of this kind of imbalanced intro-outro as well. Yeah. Straight into the show, then more ramble at the end of it. And a lot more ramble to go with. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.